Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it as we always do. This is our Monday morning discipleship uh, segment, Monday morning discipleship. And as always, we like to come on on Monday morning, try to give you a word to supplement what you may have heard on Sunday. And so let's just get right back into it. We, we started a new series on last week talking about living with the enemy and talking about the enemy being the inner me. And so uh, we've been dealing with that. Uh, we deal with, started with that rather last week and we'll go continue on this week talking about living with the enemy. So uh, I'm not going to waste a lot of your time. I'm going to get right to the scripture on today. And uh, I want to outline some things that we, we kind of discussed on last week. We said we were going to talk to you all a little bit about the law and we're going to dip on over into uh, chapter eight on today. Uh, we said we're going to talk a little bit about the law. So I got a couple things to get to uh, before we get out of here on today. So let me let me start here with the scripture. Uh, I'm going to read the scripture again. We were dealing with Romans chapter seven. We were looking at verses 14 through 25, uh, Romans chapter seven, verses 14 through 25, New Living Translation. And what I'm going to do is I want to read that. And then I'm going to go on over and read a few verses in chapter eight. And then we're going to have a, a little bit of a conversation about the law and a couple of uh, points that I want to bring out about our scripture on today. And then we'll be out of here because this is obviously a series. So we're not going to be done on today. Uh, so we got a few more weeks to deal with this. So let me let me read the scripture very quickly. Romans chapter seven, starting at verse 14, New Living Translation, it says, so the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, but what I want to do uh, for I want to do rather what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see how it is in my mind. I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. Now that's what Paul says in Romans chapter seven, verses 14 through 25. Let me jump over to chapter eight. I want to read a few verses from there, and then we're going to have a little bit of discussion on today. Chapter eight, verse one. And, and the heading, by the way, the heading in this uh, says life in the spirit. So chapter eight, verse one, it says, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So so God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in the body, like the bodies 
we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. Y'all see that? He says, there's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to your death. He said, the law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. And so there it is, y'all. When we talk about uh, scripture, and by the way, again, Romans chapter 7, verses 14 through, through 25. And then I read uh, Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. And so let me talk very quickly uh, with the time that we have left. Um, we talked last week and we said we were going to talk to you about the law. You see in Romans 8, it called it the law of Moses. And so um, l- let me just give you the, the simple version of this. When we talk about the law, when you hear us mention the law uh, in the simplest version, the simplest form, you think of the commandments. When it says the law of Moses, those commandments uh, that God gave to Moses on how we should live those commandments. Right now, Jesus says, Jesus says that we look at it, we say the Ten Commandments. And when they ask Jesus, they said to Jesus, which is the greatest commandment? And Jesus says, you got two commandments that you really just need to. If you do these two things, Jesus said, if you do these two things. You've got all the, com- the commandments encompassed. He says, love God and love your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. He said, if you do these two things, you've handled all the commandments. Because when you look at those 10 commandments that we have, they're really, really broken down into those two things, loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself. And so that's the law. When we talk about the law. Now, now let's go a little bit deeper. The law basically being instruction for moral living. It's instruction for moral living, how we're supposed to live. And it's given directly from God. So again, y'all, it's instruction on how we are to conduct ourselves while we are down here. Because the law ain't going to do you no good in heaven. If you make it to heaven, it's by the grace of God, by the way. It's not because of the law that you made it to heaven. And we're going to talk about that in just a second here. But if you make it to heaven, the law, you don't need it there. You need it right now. And so let's talk about this law. We're talking about this living with the enemy, living with the enemy. The reason, and you all have heard me, I think I've said this before. And if I haven't said it on the podcast, I'll say it to you all now. Uh, My late pastor the Reverend Dr. Dan Flowers, who was also my uncle, he said, laws are for lawbreakers. (laughs) He would always say that to us concerning the law of Moses. He said, laws are for lawbreakers. And he was explaining that to help us understand why God has a law in the first place. He said, because we're lawbreakers. And so think about it this way. I've used this uh, illustration when teaching uh, Bible class. You know, you've got traffic lights. The reason we have traffic lights is because we don't have enough sense to yield to the right of way. So, so, so you need a light to make people stop and then tell, okay, it's this person's turn to go. Now you all stop and it's their turn to go. If we knew how to conduct ourselves in traffic, there'd be no reason for traffic lights. Now I know you're thinking to yourself that that's way too simplistic, but you think about it. Think about the trouble that you have at a four way stop sometimes with certain people. Part of the reason that you have, this traffic light here is to keep and because we it's to keep it so, so we understand how to conduct ourselves. And because we don't know how to do that, if you don't put it there, we're going to have accidents. And so there's got to be something put in place. And then there's a penalty when you run the light, because, listen, laws are for lawbreakers. Right. Every time every law that you see on the book is somebody trying to keep people from doing something that they think is unlawful. 
Now, we can argue all day about laws and how laws are sometimes structured to, you know, maybe on a Wisdom Wednesday, we'll give you the, the, the reason why some laws are, are put in place to keep people down. But that's not what this conversation is for. So so laws are put into place to make people act accordingly, to keep people in a certain place. God's law. We just read here. Right. Paul said that the law is the law is good. The law is fine. He said it's me. That's a problem. The reason that God has a law in place was because of our nature. Right. So so I've often told people when you think about the law, you think about the first five books of the Bible, the books of law, um, God trying to, to set some ground rules for his people. And I've often shared with people the reason that God outlined commandments. It's not because of things we weren't doing. It's because of things we were doing. God didn't say here preemptive. Don't do this. You're already doing this stuff. So let me let you all know that I'm not pleased with this kind of conduct. People in the world are already doing this. I want you to know that that's not how I want you to conduct yourself. Right. And so the law is put into place so that we can understand right and wrong from God's perspective. Right. So you can go all the way back to Genesis in the garden. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You go all the way back to the beginning. We can't really commit sin until we become knowledgeable of what sin really is. So God makes us knowledgeable. And this is where, and I'm trying to trying to paraphrase a lot of the, the scripture that we read in, in Romans seven. A lot of this comes from the fact that because we are predisposed to sin because of Adam, when they eat from the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, now I know right and wrong and I'm predisposed to sin. So in this flesh, before I'm regenerated in the spirit, in this flesh, I'm going to, lean towards sinning Psalms 51 and five. David says, I was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. I'm predisposed because of my nature, because I come from the sin that was brought into the world by, by one man being Adam. And I'm coming from Adam. I'm a descendant of Adam. I'm predisposed to sin. And so once I get that knowledge of the law, God said, don't God said, don't do this. God said, don't do that. Because of my nature, I'm going to go and do it before I'm regenerated, be, when I'm in the flesh, not walking according to the flesh. We'll talk about that on next week. The difference between being in your flesh and walking according to your flesh, because that's all about regeneration. We'll, we'll deal with that on next week as we talk about uh, living with the enemy. God gives us instructions in the law about moral living. This is how I want you to live. This is how I want you to conduct yourself. He gives us rules, but it's in our nature. You, my brother, you, my sister. It's in our nature to do the wrong thing. We are predisposed to doing the wrong thing. How many rules have you broken after you realize what the rule was? On your job, it, it, you know, with your friends, in your neighborhoods. It, you know, we, we break rules once we find out what the rules are. Some of us, some of us, you know, we, we hear a rule and we say, OK, I, I won't break that rule. And there's some rules that we won't break because sometimes we feel like the consequences are too steep. And, and it's amazing to me that we're more worried about the consequences of man than we are of God. And maybe we'll deal with that one of these weeks as well. You know, um, but when you talk about the law, when God outlines this law, he outlines this this moral that he wants us to have the way that he wants us to live. We're predisposed to sin. And we naturally gravitate because we're we're fleshly human beings. We're naturally gravitating towards sin. Now, in the context of what our subject is on today, that is your enemy. 
Your enemy is somebody who has you operating against your own best interest. So then we find ourselves back in Romans chapter seven, where Paul is saying, I'm constantly operating against my own best interest. I want to do what's right, but I continue to do what's wrong. I want to do the right thing. My mind is telling me to do the right thing, but he says, I'm all too human. We saw that in the New Living Translation version, right? He says, I'm all too human. And this sin that's living in me causes me to do the wrong thing. And he says, there's nothing wrong with the law. So hear me good as we get ready to wrap this up. God's law, God saying, don't do this, don't do that. There's nothing wrong with the law. Part of the reason we have so so much trouble in the church and and getting people to, to adhere to church things like that is that we believe that the law is too constricting. We don't like rules. We don't like to be bound. And yet when we break the rules, hear me good, y'all. When we break the rules, we don't like consequences either. So let me go back here as this example that I use. I know you always say, why would he bring up traffic stops and things like this? You know, uh, many of us have run a red light before. Many of us. I know I've run a red light before. Many of you listening to me have probably run a red light before. Right now, the law says that that light is red. You should stop. And I'm not talking about broken lights because sometimes, you know, traffic lights break and you got to do what you got to do. I'm saying many of us have ran red lights before. The law says we got to stop. But, but, you know, sometimes depending on what's going on, we in a hurry. We don't feel like waiting. We're young and foolish. Maybe we're old and foolish. I don't know. (laughs) But, but there's many, many different reasons why we might run a red light. Right. And the law is put into place to say, listen, this is how we want you to conduct yourself. And we see that light. And we say, I want to challenge this law on certain days because my flesh says I want to do something else. Even though the spirit may tell you the right thing to do is obey the law. And so we might run the red light. But we don't want a ticket. We might run the red light. Mess around and have an accident. We don't want our premiums to go up. If you got insurance. (laughs) Amen. We don't want the consequences. Right. But we're going to break the law. And so here it is, y'all. God puts the law down. And we in our flesh will break the law. We don't want no consequences for it. But I'm saying to you that there's consequences when you break God's law. And so that's when we come to chapter eight. And and I'm going to wrap it up right here because we got a few more weeks. I don't have to do it all uh, this week either. That's when we come to chapter eight. When chapter eight says what the law couldn't do to get me under control. God sending his son in the flesh. Thus, thus bringing grace and mercy and, 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 and becoming in the flesh and fulfilling the law, dying on the cross, saving my soul. He does for me what the law can't do. So the, it's not that the law ain't good. It's not that you stopping at a red light isn't for your benefit. It's not that the law ain't good. It's that we're not good. And so then Jesus has to come because we're not good. And so you become your own enemy because you're operating again. End of end of chapter seven, you're operating against your own best interest. And Paul at the end of chapter seven says, I cannot do this, but thank God for Jesus Christ. Thank God for grace and mercy. Because again, let me pull this up again. Chapter eight, because again, when we get to chapter eight and it says what the law could not do, 
chapter eight, verse three. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. Y'all see that? The law is a guideline. The law tells you how God wants you to live, but the law can't save you. Simply because of the weakness of your sinful nature. Because once you learn what you shouldn't do, you inevitably try to figure out how to do it. You try to figure out how to go around God. So what the law, let me finish this verse and then I'm going to be out of here on today. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. And then it says, so God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. The law can't save you. Rules and regulations can't save you. Even if you're a law abiding citizen and you're saved, hear me good, because I'm going to talk about that next week when we talk about uh, regeneration. We're talking about walking according to the flesh versus being in the flesh. So we'll talk about that next week. But the law can't save you. And even if you're a saved, good, law abiding citizen, there's still going to be some moments where you break the law. There's still going to be some moments where you go against God. When Paul is at the end of chapter seven, he's basically saying there's a war going on inside of me and I need Jesus every day to help me defeat the enemy, which is the inner me. I need him every day. I don't need him just on Sunday. I don't need him just on Wednesday night. I don't need him on Monday morning discipleship only when I'm listening to Reverend Jackson. I need him every day. Even when I'm done listening to listening to Reverend Jackson, I need Jesus And guess what? Once Reverend Jackson is done talking to you, he needs Jesus every single day, because as the Bible just says, the law cannot save you. It is a guideline. It lets you know when you're on the outside of God. It lets you know that when God accuses you, he's as he has every right to accuse you because you broke his law. But thanks be unto God through Jesus Christ. I don't have to face the the consequences because of grace and mercy. Now, there are some human consequences. There are some consequences that we have to face on this side of the heaven, on this side of heaven, because if you repeatedly run that red light, eventually a cop going to catch you. You ain't going to be able to talk your way out of a ticket. You ain't going to be able to tell them no story. You have to go to court, tell it to the judge and the judge ain't going to waive it. He's going to say you're going to pay it. Because sometimes that's what it takes for us to stop running the red light. So sometimes there are some consequences. Now, we don't have eternal consequences, those of us who are saved. We don't have eternal consequences for the things that we do. But sometimes God lets some things happen down here to kind of push us in the right direction. But what the law couldn't do to save us, God did. And the reason the law can't save you, watch this again, is because there's a battle going on inside of you. And you're going to break the law as long as you keep going into battle without Jesus. The Lord just dropped that on me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're going to continue to break the law if you keep going into battle without Jesus. Every single day that you get up, there's a war going on inside of you. And you need to take Jesus with you in the battle every single time. And I'm telling you, if you let him fight your battles, you'll win. You'll win. It's that time we try to go by ourselves that we wind up losing. And so that's all the time that we have today for Monday morning discipleship. I hope that you all were blessed by that. Um, again, we're going to pick this up again on next week. We're talking about living with the enemy and that being the enemy living 
with the enemy. So we're going to pick this up again on next week. We hope that you all are blessed by this on this week. Listen, as always, let me give you our tag. If you'd like to keep up with us, if you'd like to check out the ministry, check us out at the ministry's website. That is www.krjministries.org. Again, that's www.krjministries.org. If you'd like to purchase any of our written work, the best way to do that is to find us at the publishing website. That website is www.krjpublishing.com. Again, that's www.krjpublishing.com. We encourage you as always to like, always rather to like this, this podcast, subscribe to it, share it with your friends and family. Give us your feedback. Give us a rating. Uh, we definitely, definitely we would appreciate that. Um, as always, we appreciate you all for checking us out on Monday morning discipleship. We hope that something was said to encourage you all and we will see you all on next time. Be blessed.